Welcome to TGI, Tourism Geography Insights, a podcast of Tourism Geography's journal where we discuss our latest research and developments of our peer-reviewed journal, which explores tourism and tourism-related areas, recreation and leisure studies from a geographic perspective. Okay, welcome to this week's Tourism Geographies podcast. I'm fortunate to be joined by a researcher, Giovanna Di Matteo. She's at the Department of Historical and Geographic Science in the Ancient World in the University of Padua in Italy. And we're going to be discussing her paper, Resistance or Exclusion, the Paradoxes of Volunteer Tourism Migration and Memorialization Nexuses. Nexies. Giovanna, thanks for joining us. Thank you, actually, for inviting me. It's exciting to be here. Oh, well, um, congratulations on your recently published paper in, in Tourism Geography. So I'm uh, interested in chatting and you sharing about what you've been researching on. So, uh, you know, without further ado, can you tell us a little bit about the, the problem? How, how did you come up with the, the research objectives? You know, what were you trying to uh, set out to understand? Sure. So um, my research, as you mentioned uh, through the title, focuses on a specific type of volunteer tourism, which is migrant support volunteer tourism, uh, and more specifically to the practices related to this form of, of tourism. Let's say that in general, the literal literature concerning volunteer tourism has long questioned whether this type of tourism makes a difference to the local context and to the people involved, uh, or if it, uh, if it is merely an individualistic approach that aims at volunteers' self-development. So it has been argued that volunteer tourism delegates the responsibility of solving the problems to social inequalities to individuals. And so this is what started to make me wonder what happens in in certain contexts that have to do, of course, also with uh, with migrants. So I considered migrant support volunteer tourism as a form of connection between two main forms of human mobility, so migration on one side and tourism. And uh, my work tr uh, investigated the consequences of this connection from the viewpoint of social mobility. So not only looking at the spatial mobility, but what happened to uh, these people afterwards uh, or during their stay at the place where they are at when we uh, talk in this case on two islands. Uh, so and at the same time, I try to look at what paradoxes emerge when studying these interactions. So the interaction between migration and tourism. So without neglecting these possible paradoxes emerging, I also wondered if and how there is a political engagement with volunteer tourism. So a lot of different things, but they all merge and go uh, in one direction in, in the paper I published with uh, Tourism Geographies, at least that's what I hope. <laughs> Great. Um, what is the tourism in involved here? So basically what happens is that I'm, um, I focus on two islands of the Mediterranean basic, a Greek island, the island of Lesbos and the Italian island of Lampedusa, which have notoriously became associated with migrants' perilous journeys to Europe from Africa and Middle East. What happened on these islands is that over the last few years, it's different between the two, but more or less over the last 10, 15 years, 
organizations and even single uh, indiv individuals have arrived on these islands in order to support migrants uh, and try to help out with like these people who arrived on the on these two islands. So basically, they volunteer for a certain period uh, in order to assist migrants or to work with migration-related projects. Okay. And in this sense, I conceptualize this type of volunteering as volunteer tourism, as they don't only support migrants with their free time, volunteer work, but also they spend free time on these islands and uh, also behave as tourists. <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, the tourists are working, uh, are volunteering their their time and uh, resources to work with new migrants to these two places. Great. So you mentioned briefly uh, two different sites, field sites, uh, Lampedusa in Italy and uh, Lesbos in in Greece. So can you explain a little bit more about those uh, those contexts and the background of of migrants being there? Sure. So. The island of uh, Lampedusa in Italy is the most southern, uh, the most southern island uh, of Italy, and it's a very tiny island. It's actually only a 25 square meter uh, kilometers, so it's really like a tiny, uh, tiny island. But historically, because of its position within the Mediterranean, uh, so it's basically closer to Tunisia than Italy, it has been one of the sites where uh, people running away from Africa or even the Middle East, according to the different migration routes, uh, arrived to Europe. And something similar happened in uh, in Lesbos, which is though a very, uh, very different island from the geographical perspective, as it is much bigger. It has uh, a longer history of exchanges and so on. But to make it uh, short here, uh, it became, in particular from 2015, so from the so-called refugee crisis, another main entrance for refugees and migrants to uh, to Europe. In this case, through Turkey and then the so-called uh, Balkanic route uh, to come to then uh, Northern and Central Europe. So these two islands really became not only places uh, important because a lot of people went through them, but they became very important in Europe also because they uh, were uh, under the spotlights, let's say, also within the narrations of migration in uh, in Europe. So they became really important also in the media and the mainstream discourses around migration. Interesting. Yeah, I, I remember a couple of years ago it hitting the this world news spotlight. So, so yeah, very congratulations. Yeah, on on following uh, on that and looking at it from the from the tour, volunteerism and and mobilities. So, just to uh, touch further on mobilities, you you use uh, mobilities or mobility justice as as a conceptual conceptualization of this uh, research. You talk about memorial tourism. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on these uh, concepts that underpin this work? Sure. So first of all, I, I want to go a little bit farther within the idea of connecting another type of tourism within volunteer tourism, which makes it a bit more maybe complicated. But basically what I, I did during my research on these two islands is to focus, as I said, also on how these volunteers would spend their free time 
So of course, when we talk about volunteer tourists, we are talking about people who travel, so they move. That's why mobility, human mobility is involved, of course. But once they are on these islands, of course, they keep moving on the island as well. And they keep carrying out practices that are strictly related to, to even traditional tourism, if we want to think in, the, in those terms. So once there, I try to focus a bit more on some of these practices. And in particular, I, re I realized, I um, observed that people arriving to do volunteer tourism also began visiting some spaces related to migrants' passage and or sometimes death. Uh, and uh, to pay visits, sort of also civil pilgrimage, if you want to think like that, but to understand what was going on, to understand the history of migration on those islands and so on. So I try to focus on those practices because one of the, uh, this is one of the paradoxes that emerged. On the other side, migrants did not have access to these sites, mm. to these um, memory sites. And this, uh, and here comes the, the the one of the other concept you mentioned, so the mobility justice and social justice linked to mobility. So what I what I try to do, what I attempted to do, is to employ some concept as network capital or motility, uh, as well as mobility justice, in order to make these paradoxes emerge, in order to understand the social spatial opportunities that are distributed unevenly uh, between volunteer tourists in this case and migrants yeah, producing injustice of course in this case but also mm. at the same time i try to to understand as i said before volunteer tourism very often is linked to volunteer self-development what i wanted to understand if there was also some forms of resistance against these forms of social spatial injustice emerging from uh, volunteer tourist practices. So, okay, there is of course an element of injustice. So some people have access to certain type of mobility, special mobility, but also social mobility because they can gain some experiences volunteering and so on. But what can come out of, uh, of this situation that is positive? So this is another question that uh, is explored within the paper. Interesting. So just before we go into a more depth in the results uh you used a range of different uh methods to collect some of your data can you can you explain to the listeners what are some what were some of the methods you used to collect the data sure so well the research was quite a long time long-term research as it took place during my phd so basically what i did is mainly trying to to, to uh, put together uh, observation, so both explorative observation, to just be in the field and observe what's going on to, uh, to understand the context, with participant observation, so I volunteered myself for a few weeks and months for in both uh, on both islands, and at the same time I carried out questionnaires and interviews. <laughs> so really a lot of different methods, and, uh, but this allowed me to really focus on different, uh, at different stages on different uh, practices and to go deeply into the experiences of these volunteers on one hand, and also to get in contact with migrants and to, to connect with them. Even though I didn't specifically interview extensively migrants, uh, I had the possibility to get in contact and to 
uh, to get to know their perspective also through informal uh, conversation, which was very important. Okay, great. Yeah, so 17 semi-structured interviews in Italy and, and 38 in, in Greece. But can I just go back to your volunteering yourself? Uh, I mean, I, th I think some of the this sort of immersive uh, research really gives uh, a depth and an understanding when, you know, we're writing up the, re the results and we're sharing our, our research results that you don't get if you're just, you know, analyzing maybe secondary data or, or if you haven't, if you haven't, you know, gone in situ itself. So maybe you can just share one uh, small experience of your time volunteering. Sure. So, well, th there would be a lot, but maybe one which is also quite relevant for this specific paper and research is an experience that I had with one of the two NGOs I volunteered with uh, in Lesbos, on the island of Lesbos. So when I was there, basically the as volunteers, we would have a lot of different tasks, but at the same time, our free time, as I mentioned before, was also organized and we spent a lot of free time together. And during this free time, team building activities were planned and so on. And so this would also connect volunteers as a group, but also try to connect us as volunteers with those uh, people who were called um, resident volunteers, which were basically refugees and migrants who were there to wait for their documents and asylum requests and so on. But at the same time, they were volunteering. So there was a sort of mixed position for, for some of these people because maybe they spoke very good English and so on. Uh, so there were some moments dedicated to us as a, a group to spend together. And one, uh, one of the episodes I also mentioned in the paper is when we decided to go to visit one of these memorial sites, which was uh, in this specific case, the life jacket graveyard, where basically old life jackets were used by migrants were, were discarded. Uh, and in this specific case, we had one of these paradoxes emerging when the well, yeah, the, the people managing the volunteers basically uh, suggested that this trip was not was not maybe good to have resident volunteers with us because this could be traumatic, this could be mm. a problem for them, uh, you know, seeing such an impacting uh, site. So, I mean, this is just a, a small example to to go back to what you know i was uh, i was saying before uh, we have a group of people who are privileged enough to go and volunteer and offer their time and spend their free time to help someone else and then the same people who were in the condition of needing to migrate needing to go away and doing themselves that trip they cannot go back even to the sites where they where they arrived for example or where their objects their own objects were discarded so i mean this was particularly significant because you leave together with these people also the mm. feelings the, the emotions of being there and to be uh, also the emotions of not agreeing all the time with what's going on around mm. you uh, but as a researcher, it's always, uh, it's always quite complicated to then put all this together and manage in order to be on one side participative to what's going on, but also like objective somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that balance is, is quite difficult, I, I, I can imagine. And I mean, you, you touch also, you know, we're going to talk about findings in, in a, just in a minute, but I mean, there's an element of dark tourism here, I guess, with the loss mm -hmm. of lives and, you know, you mentioned the 
you know the life jackets being washed up uh, on the beach. I mean, there's that. There's also that angle. So there's lots of different things going on in in this uh, in, in this form of uh, of mobility and this form of tourism. So, what what, are, what were the key takeaways? You know that the, the readers and the listeners can get from your paper. So I I believe that uh, in analyzing the mobilities connected to these two islands, to, to Lampedusa and Lesbos, and considering them in relation to memory spaces of these two islands, as I said, uh, several paradoxes can emerge. So first of all, what I mentioned before, the spatial and social mobility that volunteer tourists uh, experience corresponded somehow to the force and, or it depends, hindered mobility of migrants. And, and and from this point of view, I think it's interesting because if, let's call the traditional tourism depends on a geography, uh, sorry, ge geography of mobility and interconnectivity that considers movements of visitors, capitals, good workers, migrants, and so on. In this case, more related to work probably. When we look at migrant support volunteer tourism, we have to consider another form, another type of mobility, which is migration. In this case, migration for uh, seeking asylum or seeking refuge in, in another country. So in this sense, I think that we can, we can think of volunteers as those uh, kinetic elites that uh, were named by Mimi Shelder and John Uri like this whose mobility capital is increased by the experience of volunteering. Uh, so giving uh, them uh, social recognition, a status, affective also experience, as I mentioned, like the affective side is very important. So uh, they are enriched somehow, while on the other side, we have people who are, of course, trying to, uh, I mean, somehow also achieve social mobility through their migration, but then they are hindered in both their movement and their the growth in social mobility. So somehow, this is the other paradox that I think emerges, is that those people who are trying to help out somehow and to uh, make improve the, the migrant situation on these two islands, risk repeating the same forms of exclusion and justice that they are trying to counter themselves. So and the, the example I, I mentioned before about, you know, the suggesting for migrants not to go in some places and others, I think re reflects this, this idea. Somehow, however, I think it's important to mention, as I said before, that some tactics, some forms of resistance can anyway emerge within and despite these paradoxes. Indeed, I think, first of all, that uh, um, volunteers are aware of what's going on, so they create form of awareness that can actually ex exceed also the mainstream information and discourses we are so used to hear about migration. And this happens also through the relationships created uh, at these memory spaces I mentioned before. So really be together, living some experiences together can change the way we uh, look at migration. And moreover, I think that, well, something that can come, come comes out from this research, I think is really like some practical maybe take out, I'm not sure. Yeah, impl implications, practical implications. Yeah, um, so I think that until, of course, the, the, the current migration management system is changed, I think that we can, we must 
create the conditions to access certain spaces such as memory spaces. So we must, as also as privileged groups, make it possible for people to uh, to access these spaces and introducing at the same time safe spaces for listening and learning from people who migrate. So I think that really this could make a difference also for for changing, as I said, the narrations and the the inequalities that take place on these two islands. So giving voice, uncovering forgotten past and so on cannot be just something we talk about, but it must be something concrete, something uh, that we uh, carry experienced. out. Experienced, yeah, something experienced. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I, and I think that that's where we can see tourism uh, can be a real force for, for change. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's uh, an important uh, practical implication. Very interesting uh, topic, as I mentioned. You mentioned it was part of your uh, larger PhD uh, project. So you collected the, you're in field just before COVID. So since, you know, since that time, where do you, where have you taken this, this research? I mean, you, you've got the PhD now, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> that's most important. Where would you like to take this uh, research or um, is, is there further work you'd like to explore in this area? Sure. So, well, it must be said that the pandemic, as we all know, actually kind of <laughs> uh, stopped at least temporarily uh, a lot of, in particular, a lot of work on uh, human mobility, <laughs> which was uh, strongly hindered during uh, the, the pandemic. But uh, at, the t at this time, I, uh, as, I say, as I mentioned, I concluded my PhD. Now my research is focusing on something slightly different. But with another colleague, we are trying to kind of focus on the pre and post pandemic on these two islands as a lot of changes have occurred and in particular not only because of the pandemic which of course changed the condition for volunteers also to to go to these islands but also because of a very important political changes on both in Italy and Greece so we are uh, trying to focus on what's happening now. And to be honest, it's quite interesting because at the moment, volunteering on this toilet is much harder, in particular in Lesbos, but not only also in, in Lampedusa in Italy. Uh, also because the reception centers and the camp existing when I was there were either closed. One was actually burned down after pro protests and so on. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot is, has changed. Uh, but they created a new one, which is much harder to access because of um, stricter regulation and so on. So I think that what is, it might be interesting to look at, it's how uh, also, I mean, it, even though all of these con conditions uh, have, have changed, still volunteer tourism is going on, even though it's bit more difficult and at the same time people are still going to visit some of the memory sites which are still there because some have uh, some have been destroyed as well or uh, eliminated so the changing political situation is going into a direction that uh, is not what I was envisaging before mm. with my wish of creating safe spaces and so on but this doesn't mean that new forms of resistance can emerge so I think that it will be very interesting to see how this develops also in terms of volunteer tourism. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, lots of, lots of different branches or avenues to, to explore, especially with, as you mentioned, the, the changing political environment. All right. Anything else you'd like to add uh, that we, you think we haven't covered Giovanna? 
Um, not that it comes to my mind right now. To be All honest. right. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Just as a reminder, I was speaking to Giovanna Di Matteo from the Department of Historical and Geographic Science and the Ancient World at the University of Padova, Italy. And uh, we were talking about her paper, Resistance or Exclusion, the Paradoxes of Volunteer Tourism, Migration and Memorialization Nexes. Giovanna, thank you. Thank you so much.